For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of the Bleed Los Podcast. We are live, and this episode is presented by our partners at Ben Online. They continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's NHL Stanley Cup Finals, Major League Baseball, and the latest fighting news and even next season's early futures. Super easy to join in and uh, get started. Head on over to their website, which is betonline.ag. Use your mobile device, your phone, iPad, whatever you got, and use our promo code, which is Believe, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And for getting started, you will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Ben Online, where the game starts. Huge shout out to them for presenting the episode. Uh, the, the sky isn't falling anymore, guys. I, I think, at least, uh, from what I've heard, they were able to right the ship. Is is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, but that's baseball, right? I mean, anything can change in a matter of a series, right? I, I don't think anybody was feeling well after that Guardian series, but now all of a sudden the series against the Reds. The Dodgers went 7-0 and against the Reds of Cincinnati this year. The Reds are not a very good team. The Dodgers did what they were supposed to do. I get it. It was a little nerve-wracking because usually teams that aren't that good are the Pirates of Pittsburgh. The Dodgers don't do what's expected of them. But this time, that's what they did for the Reds. And you know what? I, looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty, of course. Maybe we underestimated the Guardians of Cleveland because the Guardians of Cleveland are in first place and they have been playing well lately. So was it just a matter that the Dodgers just ran into a hot team? I mean, what do you think, Alicia? Yeah, I agree 100%. They are a major league baseball team. They are in first place. They have legit contenders. Their fellas are on the all-star voting roster as well. I just wanted a series like Cincinnati to kind of just, you know, put a spark in there. You know what? And it worked. And um, my, I was watching one of the games with my dad, and he was like, they should call that park Slump Buster Park. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> whatever, I'll take it. I'm just, you know, that's what we do. Dodger fans panic when we lose a game, much less a series. And we are on top of the world. I, I I saw on Twitter, you know, Juan, the Twitterverse can get ugly. Even when we win, I still saw complaints. We're never satisfied. We are so spoiled. So, 
Uh, look, it, it makes a big difference when you score eight runs in a game, you score eight runs in another game, and today they scored 10 runs. I mean, when your pitchers have that kind of run support, they kind of pitch differently. Yeah. And it's who was doing the hitting. It's not just eight runs from the usual suspects. Freddie Freeman is back on track. But how about Max Muncy today? Oh, that makes me so happy. Um, I don't want to ever give up on Max. And if we need to, I mean, too bad all our games can't be played in Cincinnati, right? But um, it was great to see people really show up. You know, Cody, we had moments that we should be having with the team as stacked as it is, right? No, absolutely. Alonzo, let me me ask you this. Yeah. What cracks me up is, yes, Max Muncy has been struggling all season. But, you know, he hits that home run in Chicago, and everybody's excited. Everybody's hopeful. All right, Max Muncy's going to come a run now. This is it. And then prior to him hitting the home run today, I saw it all over Twitter. It was some horrific number. I don't have the actual stat in front of me. But I think since he hit that home run in Chicago, and I know I'm going to give you time to look it up because I I see you working. I think he might have been like four for like 30-something, some horrific number. Do you have it, Alicia? Do you know it? I don't have the stat, but I know he had the worst batting average in Major League Baseball. Right. So, <laughs> so this That's is all... the Dodgers. <laughs> Major League Baseball. And so this is what I'm saying to everybody that, that are Dodger fans, right? I mean, think about it. If I told you this at the beginning of the series, I mean, the season, and I've told you this, guys, before. We've talked about this. But you got Max Muncy, who is hitting under 200. Justin Turner and Cody Bellinger are barely hitting over 200. Now, of course, in this red series, we started seeing them, uh, you know, get a little more, uh, get some more hits. But maybe do you do you attribute that to the fact that just the Reds are not very good? But if I told you that those three guys, those guys who are supposed to be major contributors to their offense, are going to have these below subpar years, they were going to underperform. And I can't stress this enough: the Dodgers are still in first place. I, I, I mean, it's not like they're in last. They're in first place. Uh, do you, do, did, you, did you find it, Alonzo? Uh, he has five hits since uh, June 9th. Yeah, that's rough. So that's let, rough. Let, let me throw it over to you, Alonzo. Is, the, is this a disappointing Dodgers team, or are they just underwhelming because the expectations were just so ridiculous? So I, I, I was thinking about this last night, <clears throat> excuse me, because I, I was thinking about our episode where we talked about the skies falling, right? And baseball is so cyclical that I feel like it's the underwhelming thing because everyone was like, oh, it's the best lineup ever. It's you know, all that stuff. And they're not. <laughs> Alicia's over there uh, uh, busting caps. Um, Knock the light down. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> it's okay. Um you know, it's supposed to be the greatest lineup ever. It's supposed to, you know, greatest, you know, top to bottom, you know, roster that's ever been constructed, blah, blah, blah. You know, but but I was kind of thinking of a, and not to compare them, but when you kind of, you know, when you look like a, at a parallel, if you will, look what the Angels have done the last few years with Shohei Otani, Mike Trout. They went out and got a Rendon, and they, they, they made these giant moves and splashes for, for all these kind of names, right? But what have the Angels done since that time? You know, because you still have to play the damn game, right? Yeah. And they haven't. They have. They've been underwhelming. 
And I, and I and not to say that the Dodgers have been underwhelming because they're dealing with injuries. Mark Pryor said that on the Dan Patrick show. You know, they're dealing with injuries and they're trying to weather that storm. Max Muncy coming back from an injury. And I, I for one, will not stand for Max Muncy slander uh, because I've said it before and I'll say it again. My man does not hit for average, but he's going to hit for contact and he's going to get you big hits. And it's just a matter of him getting healthy and getting back in the rhythm, right? And I feel like, to a certain degree, this is a series that you can maybe look back on during, you know, after the All-Star break where maybe the Dodgers figured it out, right? Potentially. But they've been so hot and cold that it's kind of hard to say. But let's also not forget they're still gelling together. They're still trying to figure out what they're doing. You know, I know people are like, oh, well, the excuse of the season started late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bro, that's a thing. Started late. Walker Buehler's hurt now. He's out for an extended period of time. Caleb Ferguson's on the I.L. So, I mean, it, it, again, the microcosm of it all is injuries. And, and I still think all things considered, the Dodgers are in first place. Sky's not falling. And the Dodgers are still in first place. So, I mean, all things considered, I feel like everything's great. Absolutely. And for those of you watching on Instagram, uh, if you if if you want to see the Princess Del Valle in full HD, you can always switch over to our YouTube channel and you can watch us there. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we support. It looks like we got a lot of people uh, on air. We ha- we have someone from Atlanta uh, on here. So greetings uh, to our, our friend here from Atlanta. The Dodgers are heading to Atlanta next. So hopefully our, our, our viewer will be attending that series. Simeon's at McDonald's getting free chicken nuggets because the Dodgers, the Dodgers are averaging like eight runs a game. So uh, greetings. Simeon's been a great supporter of the show. So shout out to you, Simeon. Uh, we got EZ saying the Dodgers are doing great. All things considered, absolutely. Uh, our friend from Atlanta, injuries affect all teams. Depth is key. I, you, you don't want to use injuries as an excuse, but we, I think we do have to take into account that, you know, this team, ha, you know, they lo- they're losing people. They're trying to bring, bring people back up. They're trying to substitute for... For those losses, I mean, losing Mookie is a big deal. I, I understand that this lineup is stacked, but Mookie was on fire. And the way Mookie goes, there goes the Dodgers offense. Right, Alicia? Absolutely. Again, the injuries, uh, we're not using them as an excuse, but we are acknowledging them and everything changes. What about Trey Turner, who is my favorite all-star? Um, have you all voted? Have you all voted? Um, he is now i love him batting at first what do you guys think i mean when mookie comes back is that going to be a discussion does mookie get moved to the third spot does trey stay because it's working what trey's doing no disrespect mookie is mookie come on i'm right no one come at me but i'm liking is that up for discussion i like where trey turner is and i like what he's doing dude is just oh man i love to watch him bat i love to watch him bat field steal Slide home, it's a vibe. He is a vibe on its own. Everyday Trey, like he's so good. <laughs> and our boy Efren is the one that's in Atlanta. Hi, Efren. Shouts out to you. Hope you represent the Dodgers uh, in Atlanta this weekend. But here's a crazy stat what you just said right now, Alicia. Trey Turner is hitting like over 400 in the leadoff spot. And I know we've tried this before where we move Mookie either to the two or the three and have Trey, I, I feel like Mookie is much more comfortable, though, hitting leadoff. What do you think, Alonzo? 
I think so too. I, you know, and again, you know, knowing Mookie too, he's also going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll hit wherever. Right. But, uh, but now the newly dubbed hitman Trey Turner, you know, if he can fit, you don't like it. You don't like it. It's already taken. Who took it? Uh, you could do the boxing reference. Tommy, the hitman Hearns. Oh, and you, right. you, Don Mattingly is the hitman. Well, I know Matt, Don. Matt Beatty. Matt Beatty was a hitman too. Yeah, no. The only hitman I know is Brett the Hitman Hart. Hot Golden Era. Hey, <laughs> we're my is. Golden Era there fans. It there it is. We all know the only hitman is Brett the Hitman Hart. There it is. Well, Hart Foundation. Unless you're Hart in Montreal. Foundation. Unless you're in Montreal. Well, that's a story for another day. Everyday Trey is not my favorite, but I feel really disrespectful saying the hitman. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. You can't oh, make that's me. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, this, I, 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 all I'm saying is, if Trey is doing Trey things, doesn't matter if he's hitting one, three, four, two, whatever. I know Mookie's going to be open to doing whatever because at the end of the day, those two dudes understand that whatever it takes to win, they're going to do. So, I mean, I'm cool with it either way. But, I mean, Trey Turner, though, is playing out of his mind. He's playing bananas. Yes. And, and I've told you guys, he's the best shortstop in baseball. That's a hill I'm willing to die on because he is the best shortstop in baseball. Hey, and look, feel free to throw us some comments, guys. As you as I mentioned before, our friend Efren and Simeon are online. Send us some comments, some questions. We'll go ahead and we'll we'll read them on air. Um, one of the things I want to segue into, I, I mean, we talked about the Guardian series and the, the, the Red series, but yeah. this past weekend, uh, your boys from the Bleed Lose podcast were at the Sandy Koufax statue ceremony. So... How many of you have been to Dodger Stadium? We're at Dodger Stadium this weekend. How many of you have seen the Sandy Koufax statue? Let us know what you think about the Sandy Koufax statue. Uh, I know that Spectrum Sportsnet LA showed the ceremony. I don't know how many of you saw the ceremony. Babyface, do we have the, the video? We have, since we were there, we have some footage from the ceremony. Uh, one of the things that I that really I found interesting was when Kershaw spoke, when Clayton Kershaw spoke about Sandy Koufax, because I think he gave you guys a glimpse to his relationship with Sandy Koufax. And, and I felt that it was really special. So uh, babyface, do we have it? Yeah. I'll pull it up. All righty. Hope the kid sees the stash and asks his mom or dad about Sandy Koufax. And I hope that they tell him, he was a great pitcher, but more than that, he was a great man. Uh, I was looking back on the time that we were at Vin's retirement ceremony on the field, and something you said stuck with me yeah, about Vin. You said that the thing you treasure most about Vin is that he allows you to call him a friend. And that's the same for me. So um, I'm grateful for that same thing. And I know you don't believe it, but there's... Um, there's no one more deserving of you than this one. So congratulations. All right. So I, I apologize for the quality there. It was it was a little choppy. So I, I I don't know if what you capture there is that Clayton Kershaw got emotional yeah. talking about Sandy Koufax. There he got a little choked up, and that that surprised me. If you see the video, and we're gonna post it later on our YouTube channel, so you guys can check it out. But I saw Charlie Steiner immediately look up and look at Kershaw. And I think Steiner was really surprised 
that that Kershaw was showing that kind of emotion for Koufax. You guys seeing this clip, uh, Alicia, what are, what are your thoughts there? Um, well, I'm going to start off with a very um, entertainment style take. How sharply dressed were they for this ceremony? <laughs> Sorry, am I being a person? It's my background. It's my work. It's my And welcome to the fashion corner with right? Alicia um, Del Valle. Sandy Koufax, what are you wearing? He looks so awesome. Kershaw, the motion. This is what the Dodgers do. They have a legacy of building relationships with former players, at least this regime, the new owners, right? The, the This partnership, Oppenheim, those guys, they do it so well. Um, is it perfect? We can get to that later. But I really appreciate the relationships they're building with the Dodgers past, the greats, and the greats to be, and setting us up for watching great greatness as it happens. It truly is that kind of event. I didn't get to be there with you guys, which is awesome. I was uh, with my dad for Father's Day. But Sandy Koufax is my dad's favorite player. We were there the very next day, and you bet we went straight to check out that statue. And it was it was awesome. And the, the statue was getting all kinds of love on Father's Day, of course, as it should, right? So, uh, you know, we, we have a question here in our chat, uh, and that is, is Fernando the next Dodger to get a statue at the stadium? Like, Look, if you guys are loyal listeners to the show, you guys know where we stand with Fernando Valenzuela. However, and Babyface and I had this conversation while we were at the ceremony. I find it very interesting that the first statue was Jackie Robinson, and he represents an era from the 50s. Then you went to Koufax, and he represents an era from the 60s. I think... They might be going in order of era. And if that's the case, I think the 70s is going to be represented next. And there's a famous picture of the infield that goes around. And I think somebody, oh, it was another set of friends who sent me that picture. And I do think, now, whether it should be the next statue is a completely different story. But I do think there is going to be a statue of the infield. Garvey, Bill Russell, Davy Lopes, and Ron Say. The four of them together. Do you guys think that would be the next uh, the next statue? If they're going in order, yeah. I mean, that would make sense. And in the 80s, I mean, no-brainer. It's either Lasorda or Valenzuela, right? You know, that's a really interesting point. Would they go with Lasorda before they go Valenzuela? I mean, it's, it's, it's a toughie, man, because, I mean, we, we can go back and forth about who had what impact, but Tommy Lasorda had an impact on this organization, no battle, right? And obviously, no disrespect to Fernando, because we know the impact that he had. But Tommy had Tommy had a, a lot of impact with the organization. I mean, up until the day that he died, he was still a part of the organization, right? So, so you know, it, it's th those. I mean, for me, those are the two I think of. What about you, Alicia? You know, I don't want to. I don't. Uh, I don't want to get it caught up in like who should get one first because that's no, no, I agree with the that. way, right? Yeah. Um, but impact is impact, and. I don't, I, I just, I will be happy with them even announcing that they're it's coming, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, With not retiring his number, I know no one wears it, I get it, but I mean, I feel like we are demanding a lot of things for Fernando and nothing has happened. <laughs> um, I do know that you can purchase Valenzuela's jersey now, which is cool, but it's still not at the level of other, um, Dodger greats and I would just like to see a little more especially because he still too is 
a great one of the goats with the Dodgers organization. And he's just so huge to Los Angeles, to baseball globally. And yes, Lasorda is is an ambassador for baseball, an ambassador for Los Angeles, and there's never going to be another Tommy. So I'm trying to say I agree with your take. They both had a huge impact. I would not um, fight anybody if Tommy got one first. Yeah, uh, no. I just... I think the question Juan was posing is, do you think the guys, say Garvey, Lopes, are going to get theirs? Are you saying that you envision a four-way statue? Or? Yeah, yeah. So like there's the, a famous picture of the four of them together. The bobblehead. Oh, so that's why you brought it. The, oh, yeah. Okay, yes. Now the I The bobblehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the bobblehead, the, you know, the fame. if you got, that I don't remember what year it was. Cool. Yeah, that one would be cool. Um, I'm done with that. What do you guys think, our, our viewers out there? They well, know what Well, Frank, I think, brings a, a, a good question because, Frank, you beat me to it. That's where I was going to go. Do, how much are we going to see them honor the Dodgers from Brooklyn? Or should it just be that they're going to be focusing on L.A. Dodgers? Because, yes, okay, you got Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson is representing of Brooklyn. Are we going to see Duke Snyder? statues I, I mean are we going to see don newcomb statues uh, the only reason why i brought up the the infield was are they going to go in order of you know the decades right. you know we have the 50s the 60s we'll go to the 70s we'll go to the 80s we're going to go to the 90s or you know because i, I you know we, we got another question here uh, another well another statement you know when's Vin Scully going to get a statue? Right. You know, when do you put Scully on there? Because there is going to be a Vin Scully statue, right? Because you can't discuss Dodgers history without discussing Vin Scully. Right, Alonzo? No, 100%. I mean, it's if the voice of an era, the voice of an organization. I mean, you know, Mark Langeal eloquently talked about that with us, about the importance of Vin Scully. So it's it's a no-brainer. Right, that Vince Scully at some point, even if they just put out a microphone like the microphones that they've given out, you know, as giveaways, an homage to Vince Scully is coming, right? I mean, aside from the the press box, um, so it's yeah, man. I, I'm I'm curious to see how they go about it, but this is where I'm at too. You got to do Harin too, though. You do. Right? Well, this is where I'm at though. It, not everyone's going to get a statue, right? Like they're they're what I'm stoked about, and we talked about it with Jill Jill uh, Janet Marie Smith. I'm stoked that they're even doing anything like this. Because there's Monument uh, Monument Plaza over at Yankee Stadium, and that's its own thing, right? And then the Dodgers are doing this over here, and you don't really see a lot of organizations do that nowadays. So the fact that they're embracing the way that they are and doing the you know the the, the re up, if you will, of the center field plaza, I'm stoked about it, and I'm stoked about what they're doing because they've done it so eloquently. Because the one thing that this regime of ownership is embracing is the tradition, right? That's yeah. why it made perfect sense to have Kershaw have remarks that Koufax is unveiling. It, it, the, the two best lefties to ever pitch in the game ironically came from the same organization, right? But there's no one else that could surmise that aside from Kershaw. Mark Langeal also, to his credit, pointed out the specialness of that relationship that they have. So I, I, don't, I couldn't imagine anyone better than Kershaw to, to go out there and do that. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, did anybody else get emotional including Sandy, because uh, I wasn't able to be there. I was on assignment at work, you know, because adult stuff. But uh, did anybody else get emotional uh, uh, in their in their remarks? 
Uh, no. Uh, so the, the people that spoke, Charlie Steiner emceed, and, and again, uh, it was uh, it, it was shown on the ceremony was shown on Spectrum Sportsnet. So for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, Charlie Steiner emceed the event. Joe Torre spoke there, and it really. Sandy Koufax spoke, of course, the longest, and Sandy really gave the impression, like he asked Joe Torney to, to speak at the ceremony, and maybe he spoke there because of the fact that Joe Torrey, I think, might be the, the last player alive that actually still faced Sandy Koufax. So he, he talked about what it was like to face Sandy Koufax. But there wasn't, even Koufax himself didn't get emotional. He, he was gracious. Someone who was there in the audience, she did not speak, was Don, Don Drysdale's wife. And I thought it was very interesting that Koufax mentioned in his speech that uh, Drysdale was uh, a little bit competitive uh, with, with Koufax. There was still a friendship. It wasn't like they weren't friends. But Koufax had admitted that he felt a little sense of competition. And maybe that's what drove both of them to be so great. Well, and all in all, though, I feel like it was a classy ceremony. The Dodgers handled it great. Shout out to uh, to Nicole Shayat Singer, who uh, who joined us, a friend of the Carnesada that uh, that ran that uh, that event, and she killed it. I mean, they, her and her team absolutely killed it, and it couldn't have been any classier. So, congratulations to her and her team. Speaking of great pitchers, what? What's going on? Why? Who's here? You know what that means, right? Could you check the door? Check the gate. Check the gate, baby face. I see a bunch of cats. <laughs> a bunch of cats. I'm allergic to Let me check. I'm going to go open the door. Go, go. Shoo them away. I'm allergic to them. For a few minutes, uh, current MLB ERA and wins leader and uh, father to Blue and Tigger, the cats, uh, Tony Gonsolin. Tony, thank you for stopping by, man. We really appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks for having me out, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's just talk about it. You know, it, we had Dontra Willis on last week, and we talked about a, a conversation that he had with you where you talked about some of the spot starts you did and, and the stuff that happened in 2020. And you kind of fast forward to now, and, and I feel like we see a new version of Tony Gonsolin. Not to say that the old one was rough or anything like that. It's just the evolution, as you know, of a player, right? So I wanted to ask you, he mentioned some conversations about those starts and, and how they, they kind of impacted you to where you're at today. I was curious, what changed in your approach from then to now that's just had such a, a giant impact on everything? Um, well, I felt like in 2020, it was more of just like, short season it was kind of weird startup for everybody felt like hitters were a little behind at times um i felt like i had good stuff that year just kind of dominated for a little bit but uh last year was hurt um so kind of just fighting back through that and trying to get healthy and trying to feel good and get back into a rhythm and i didn't really find that last year and then coming into spring training this year felt like i was in a pretty good spot used that spring training spring training time to really like hone in uh some of the things like throwing more strikes get ahead of guys just just going out there and attacking guys and seeing what happens and uh, i'm really trying to continue my like off season uh like build up and like getting my shoulder healthy 
feeling good, getting back to where I want to be, and then just trying to continue that for as long as I can this year. Absolutely. And I mean, and obviously, you know, the, the, the proof is in the pudding, right? You're going out there and, and doing the damn thing start after start. And, and, and I kind of wanted to ask you, you know, you're, you're in a, in a rotation with legitimate stars and superstars, you know, your, your pros, pros, right? Your Walker Beelers, your Julio Diaz, your, your Clayton Kershaw's. And, and you and Tyler Anderson have kind of taken Dodger world by storm, right? You know, you guys are going out there being dominant, having quality starts, you know, do, you know, doing what your part is as far as that goes. I know there was a lot of noise and slander just kind of out there. And I'll be honest, we, you know, we critiqued it too, right? And unfairly, I think to a point now, because you're proving everyone wrong. That, you know, at what point does does any of that noise kind of enter in to where you're at now, and does it affect anything really as a whole, or do you just kind of stay focused on the task at hand? Um, just trying to take, stay focused on the task at hand for sure. I think maybe in like years past, some of that that noise got in and kind of affected it a little bit, but um, this year I'm doing a, a much better job of just trying to keep it all out, trying to not worry about it. Um, you know, good, bad, or whatever. Just trying to like stay even keel and go out there every every time I get the ball and do the best that I can do. Um, but yeah, it's been a blast watching watching all these other guys throw, all these other starters: Ta, Walker, uh, Julio, Heaney, Kirsch, all these guys. Um, just trying to trying to take what I can take, you know, every outing and um, and still try to progress. Hey, Tony, uh, look, there's no denying it, man. You're having a great season. I, I mean, to have the ERA, the way you've been pitching, I mean, you're you're the stopper now. I mean, if, if there's a losing streak going on, we turn to Tony Gonsolin. It, I, I understand your preparation and your concentration, and you had mentioned that you go ahead and you you block things out, but... Can you actually take the time to enjoy the season that you're having right now? Or is that something that you're just going to have to wait until the end of the season to look back and go, damn, I was good this year? Uh, yeah, I give myself a couple of days to really kind of enjoy, um, you know, a good outing. Um, but yeah, once it gets to like day three or something, I'm gonna throw in a couple of days. Kind of, I start to like hunt back in, uh, lock back in on the next, the next star. I start thinking about the next uh, opponent, and uh, yeah, I don't really, yeah. I mean, is that common for you, major leaguers? You just, I, 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 I hear former major leaguers always seem to have that regret that I wish I would have enjoyed it more. I wish I would have allowed myself to enjoy it more during the time, but I get it. You're you're doing a job, but you're you're in a dugout where it seems like you guys are having a good time. So, do you guys kind of force each other? Hey, man, relax. You know, have fun. This is a game. You know, we're we're having we're having fun playing. Um. Yeah. Maybe at times, but. Uh... Uh, I think for the most part, we try to keep it pretty loose here. Um, usually music in the clubhouse going on since like from the time that we get here. 
So just trying to keep it loose as much as we can and, and have the best time that we can until, uh, yeah, until we can't anymore. I, I know this is out of your control, but, I mean, obviously everybody's already talked about the all-star game and people are talking about maybe you starting the all-star game but i'm not going to go that far i'll just say what would it mean for you to pitch in the all-star game and not only pitch it at the all-star game but pitch it at dodger stadium uh yeah that'd be really cool for it to be you know at dodger stadium this is basically our backyard um under our home fans, it'd be it'd be really incredible to be a part of that, and for it to be like my first one potentially, um, be obviously super honored for that to happen. It'd be kind of like a perfect storm having it be at Dodger Stadium. So, a last one for me before I hand it over to Alicia. Uh, do you miss Ross Stripling, and do you and Ross go to Forrest Gump conventions and do the uh, Lieutenant Dan and Forrest cosplay because? I, I got to tell you, that Lieutenant Dan, I, I don't think I've seen anyone do it better. I, I thought for a minute you were Gary Sinise. Yeah, that was a good one. That's by far my best uh, my best costume of my life. Um, and all the credit goes to Strip. Strip did it all. Strip was uh, when they we were on the bus and they were like, all right, we're going to do a dress-up day, pick a partner, whatever. And I guess Strip just thought to himself, huh, Tony would make a good, you know, uh lieutenant dan i could probably be forrest like whatever and uh originally was going to be with someone else and he then he threw the idea at me i was like like yes absolutely let's do it i don't really have to do anything strip bought all the clothes for me um we got the wheelchair from our like x-ray room and uh yeah just let it ride but no we don't go to any, any conventions um but yeah, maybe we should. I feel like my hair is a little different now. I feel like it doesn't fit <laughs> as well. But uh, maybe at some point. So you guys take those dress-up days seriously then? I mean, how does it feel to be like the last pick or, or something like that? Or or is it just, you can't take it personal. It's just based on, look, I have this idea. I'm sorry. You just don't fit into my concept. I'm going with Tony. Yeah, basically. Um. Yeah, that's basically how it is. You just try to find a find someone with a same idea as you for dressing up or something that fits, and just try to have fun with it. Last year, I was Hal L from uh, from Forrest Gump with a couple of the other uh, our strength staff and a couple other guys. But uh, yeah, I thought that one was pretty good too. But yeah, the Forrest Gump one was was the best by far. Go ahead, Alicia. Fun, how fun, how fun. I love your approach. I love what is happening for you. Congratulations, what a ride, Tony. Um, I wanna go back to that approach that Juan was speaking about earlier. What are some of your game day rituals? Could you share any with us? And have they changed from previous years? Because I too am superstitious. Um, is there anything that you can share with us that you do on your day on the mound? Um, well, I do all my scouting on actual game, game day. So um, that's one of the things, I guess. Uh, but I don't, they're, they're not super like superstitious things. Like if I don't do them, I don't think I'm going to pitch bad or play bad. And like I forgot my headphones and like for this trip, but uh, 
and it's not I'm not attributing that to anything. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah. no stinky socks or a same uh, ball cap or anything like you don't change things out because you're on this uh, amazing winning streak. No, I mean I have like my game day hat, but it's not like. I needed a new one because it got gross or something. That'd be fine too. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Also, um, I am a fellow cat lover. We too have a kitty cat at home. I love what you're doing for cats. And 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 um, do you ever? Does it ever bother you? Are you fine with how everyone? Can we still call you Catman? I feel like I I need to ask you permission to call you Catman. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, there's kind of been a little trend in the clubhouse uh, with like DP and um, originally started with DP and Evan Longoria, who I've never actually met in person, but uh, uh, he started calling me Catboy, like with an I, I guess. Cause I don't know. It was just something that, <laughs> that fit in. So like, it's just a mix of like Catboy and Catman. Uh, but yeah, whatever works. Nice. Okay, so it's okay. We can call you Catman. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope we get to see you. Uh, I'm gonna say it and put it out there. Start the All Star Game. You better be at that All Star Game. Um, Juan, Alonso, you wanna? I know we gotta wrap up soon. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I wanted to ask you, Tony, because you're you're very you're very zen, right? You're not. You don't strike me as the type of guy that. Uh, that uh, is kind of the, the the traditional red ass, if you will. You know, you're you know on social media, you're very zen. Uh, obviously, talking to you, you're very zen. But I also know you're a gamer. So as far as games go, I I, I see Belly sometimes travel around with the screen and whatnot. Uh, do you guys have LAN parties? I know that's the nerdiest thing I've ever said on the show. But uh, do you guys have LAN parties? And if so, what are you guys playing? I mean, land parties are a little outdated now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we definitely we definitely play a little, little bit uh, some Call of Duty, some Fortnite. Uh, so uh, some people play Apex, just kind of the the battle royale scene that's t- taken over recently. Everyone's still or on that. Uh, I try to mix it up a little bit. I I got a little Forza in me. Uh, some like RPGs, like some Red Dead or like Skyrim or something. But uh, for the most part, it's it's pretty much Call of Duty or uh, or Fortnite. Listen, I play Call of Duty, but I also I'm gonna I'm gonna age myself. I I uh, had LAN parties back in the days of Unreal Tournament. So uh, yeah. so there's there's no shame in. Uh, I mean, I would do it again. I just don't want to have to carry a giant computer around. Yeah, no shame in the LAN parties. It's just the. Uh, <laughs> the internet makes it that much better. Uh, that yes, a hundred percent. Well, listen, man, we really uh, hey, appreciate real quick. Oh, hey, before ahead. we let Tony go, I, there's some survey questions that we need his opinion on because we had Max Muncy on the show, we had Edward Rios and Joe Kelly, and we all asked them. So we, I feel like we have to ask everybody. The mariachis, there, the mariachis at Dodger Stadium. Uh, there seems to be a, a trend now that people are getting sick of the mariachis. That there's just the, the, the t- there's too much mariachi at Dodger Stadium. Tony, we need to know wh- where do you stand on the mariachis? I mean, it's every home Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. Home Is Tuesday. it? I mean, do you like the mariachis? Is it too no, much for like you? It. 
I don't mind it. It's kind of cool, cool having like a live band, live mariachi out there uh, playing for us on the Tuesdays. Uh, it was kind of fun. Yeah, I feel like it switches it up from the from the traditional the traditional route that we go by. So I'm going to transition from mariachis to the last one before we let you go. Uh, you know, this is a Fernando Valenzuela uh, podcast. We we stand for Fernando Valenzuela here. Should his uh, jersey be retired at Dodger Stadium? Um, I mean, I feel like he's a Dodger great. Um, I feel like he's one of the top five people that you think of when you think of uh, you know Dodgers pitchers, especially. Uh, Probably like a top two, three and Dodger lefties. So, uh, I mean, yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't see anyone wearing his currently, but uh, but yeah, why not? All right. And last one. I'm sorry. I know I said last one previously, but the, the split fingered, uh, Tony, I, th- I felt like people weren't using the split finger that much. And mm-hmm. now, uh, mm-hmm. is, is that something? Where did, did you pick up that pitch? Uh, I got it in 2017, so I previously didn't have that. I went to like a change-up camp, I guess they could call it, uh, in Instructs in 2016 to try to figure out uh, a secondary pitch because my stuff was not good. But, uh, but yeah, spring training in 2017, uh, Brandon Gomes uh, came with Joel Peralta and kind of just kind of pushed the split finger on me like, hey, this is – Joel was like, hey, this is how I hold it. Like, and I just try to throw it like this and give it a shot. And then tried it out, sucked. Uh, it was really bad. It went the wrong way. Um, so I made a little bit of modifications to it and got something comfortable that I use. And, and yeah, that's kind of what I've been rolling with. That's a tough pitch, right? That's probably why not that many people throw it anymore, right? Uh, yeah, it's pretty hard to throw, I guess. Uh, Mine's got mine's got a decent amount of movement, um, but yeah, I feel like it's making a comeback. I feel like we're seeing a lot more people throw the splitter, and they're like Shohei's got one, and um, Walker Taiwan Walker has one. Uh, so yeah, there's a there's a lot more guys throwing it nowadays. Well, and there you have it, Tony Gonsolin. Uh, also giving a shout out to the homie Joel Peralta, El Caballo Loco. Uh, shout out to to him as well. We really appreciate the time, uh, continuing success of the year, and uh, hopefully we can catch you down the. Thank awesome. you, Tony. Thank you, guys. There you have it, the Catman, <laughs> El Gato Loco, uh, Tony Gonsolin for uh, for rolling by, uh, and uh, and uh, giving us some uh, some info, uh, real quick. Uh, wanted to address a comment. I am not interrogating anyone behind me. Um, <laughs> I am in a media room uh, at a, at a, my place of employment, which is a soccer team, the Real Salt Lake. So uh, that's why it looks like I may be interrogating someone by the name of uh, Tony Gonsolin. But huge shout out to Tony Gonsolin for coming by and for shouting out the homie Joel Peralta. Uh, uh, Caballo Loco, shout out to you, my guy. But I, I found one thing interesting that he said. He, uh, he he's 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 zen. He's doing, you know, he's not really getting caught up in the noise and it's working. <laughs> Whatever he's doing is for sure working. But um, but I also found it interesting that he went to like one of those pitch camps, you know, those pitch boot camps to uh, to kind of work up on a pitch. It, it, all in all, 
whatever he's doing, keep doing it, right? But I wanted to hear kind of what your takeaways were, Alicia. We'll go with you first. Yes, because I want to make sure and put it out there that I want to ask everyone who's joined us. First of all, thank you for joining us on our live. Uh, we're going to make this a regular series. So please come back. You never know who's going to stop by the carne asada. But I was asking really like profile questions. Like I was about to ask him, what do you eat for breakfast? You know, something <laughs> very sweet and mellow because you all were coming hard at him with like scouting questions. And I just want to know like, whose side are you guys on Juan and Alonso? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hands on site. We don't want to give away too much of his, um, you know, his technique and stuff like that. I, I know, I know. I'm just get paranoid because I'm a, I'm a super fan, and and I hope no one from Atlanta is watching this right now and is studying what you guys asked him. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Alicia, <laughs> I come with a hard hitting journalism. I asked right? him about Lieutenant Dan. Okay, yes, <laughs> for those of you who are not familiar with this, you can go to his Instagram. He makes he dressed up as Lieutenant Dan, and I'm not lying. A great he Lieutenant could, Dan. He could go to a Forrest Gump convention and yeah. probably pass as Lieutenant Dan because That's he had magic legs. And he yeah. has them magic legs during this season. Look, I'm starting to hear it. You know, there's a lot of people that will say it. They, there's doubters that don't think he can keep this up for a whole season. And we're going to find out whether he can keep it up for a full season fairly soon. But, but I mean... He can put that in the universe. Let's just enjoy the ride. Let's not wait for it to fall apart. No, not because... You. I'm ba saying like <laughs> Babyface look, we've seen this before. Babyface gave us the examples. Alex Wood. Alex Wood in twenty seventeen had a great four first half. He yeah. he wasn't the same pitcher in the second half. One of the things that we didn't get a chance to talk to to Tony Gonsolin about, because this could technically be his coming out party this year, is I think this is the first time this guy has been healthy. So I don't think we can underplay enough how important health is in a Major League Baseball player season. Poor Max Muncie is coming off of that injury. And I, look, I don't want to sit there. Everyone's going to sit there and say, oh, here's Juan making excuses for Max Muncie. But when you play with an injury, it has to affect how you play. Last year, Tony Gonsolin had that shoulder issue. That shoulder thing might have been affecting his control. That's why he had innings when he was throwing like 50 pitches in one inning. I think this is the first time we're seeing him healthy. What do you think, Alonzo? I would agree with that because if you kind of look back at the uh, the data, you know, as you know, I don't like the sabermetrics, but the data doesn't lie. He had an ERA of 2.93, 2019, 2020, 2.31, 2021, the injury late in year, 3.23. So... The, the trend is there, right? You know, I feel like to a certain degree, again, we've talked about this before. I think the Dodger fandom uh, gets us caught up in nitpicking. And I feel like the standard is is to nitpick a bit. But all things considered, the guy's always had good stuff. He was just kind of thrown in, in into certain situations that you kind of have to learn on the job, for lack of a better term, right? And I, it's paying dividends. You know, him and Don Trail had that conversation where he feels like it's paying dividends. And look at him now. He's the MLB ERA leader. And as of now, I believe he's still the wins leader. I haven't looked at the scoreboard. So, you know, if, if he can hold that trend, you know, going into the break and, and keep doing what he's doing where he's not letting that outside noise come in, I feel like the sky's the limit for Tony, man. The, the biggest thing, real quick, the biggest thing for Tony, and I think Doc touched on this, is that Tony's confident. 
Yep. Every time he goes out there, he has that confidence. He knows he's going to go out there six, maybe seven innings. He knows he can get these guys out, and he knows his pitches are working. So that's the biggest thing, and I think that's what's driving this Tony Gonsolin is he has that confidence. Right. And our boy Sports Empire is back. Sports Empire is, is chiming in on the whole mariachi thing. He he, he thinks, hey, we got a comment here, live music is dope, but not mariachi uh, all the time at the stadium. Uh, Sports Empire wants us to change it up a bit. Some banda, you know, I think he saw banda mariachi. No, someone else saw banda maravillosa. But I, I, I see, this is what <laughs> cracks me up. Whenever we have players on they all say they love the mariachi but i think some of the fans are starting getting uh, they're starting to get tired about the mariachi and yeah you know we have a friend of the show hopefully he'll come back soon juan toribio i know he has some hot takes uh, on the mariachi music but what would you guys think of banda music uh, i know that we had some savages on the chat here that were taking shots at our accordion but, you know, I mean, it, would you guys be okay with accordion at Dodger Stadium if you had banda music out in the pavilion? I would like a Steve Urkel accordion to be at Dodger Stadium. Oh, my gosh, you guys, stop. That's, that's a direct <laughs> shot. That's a shot. Listen, Wait, our, shots fired with shots the Steve fired. Urkel. Um, no, I, dude, I, I think any, any of that music, whether it's banda, norteña, mariachi, uh, even like the stuff that the, you know, the, the other Latino players like, reggaeton, todo eso, it, it's all a good vibe. Because it's all party music. It's all about having a good time and keeping it loose, right? So if it's going to keep the atmosphere loose, and then if you're Juan, who's a habitual booer, then uh, then you're, you're going to have a good time, right? No, I, I agree. I, I I mean, it would be nice. Uh, speaking of habitual booers, all right, thank you for transitioning to, you know, every... Oh, go ahead, Alicia, go ahead. I raised my hand because I was there Sunday at Viva, and I saw Banda Maravilla. They're from Sinaloa awesome. and they're banda and they had on a, a, a foreign section and it was awesome and everybody was dancing. And so I love mariachi. I'm never going to say not to have mariachi. They're my right. favorite. However, it was very successful switching it up. So maybe that will be the trend. What I'm going to say is please Dodgers keep it like catering to your, your large fan base. Right. Can we agree to that? Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, just like Mexico is huge, just like Central America is huge, just like uh, the Caribbean is huge, all of us converge on Dodger Stadium every single game. So keep it coming. I'm, I'm for variety, but do not get rid of the mariachi uh, entirely, ever. That's all. That's my two cents. And uh, banda maravillosa, am I saying that right? I don't that's awesome. They so were we're going to... We're gonna have salsa night. We're gonna have merengue night. It's gonna, it's gonna turn into dancing with the stars out in the pavilion. You know, I would when they do the paso doble. That's gonna be really impressive. I would pay unspeakable amounts of money to watch Juan dance bachata. I would pay unspeakable unspeakable amounts of money for that. As a matter of fact, you know what? Even if they brought out a buki. That'd be sick too. Like, just, oh hell just yeah! Get them all. Just get there them all. you go. Todos. I mean, we could have los bukis night. Yeah. The Tigers of the North the night. Tigers of the North, yes. For the night. old folks, we can have uh, Rigo Tovar. Ay, que gusto de volverte a ver. Los, <laughs> los Yonix night. You can los have Los Yonix. Oh, my dad will definitely be there at yeah. Los Yonix night. Hey, if they want to get people out of the house, you get Los Yonix, you get the Tigers of the North, people will come. If you build it, they will come. Uh, 
they already come. That's what I'm trying to say. Keep us happy. Keep <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying is like people like Juan's dad who who rarely. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah, those you people know. That, my dad doesn't go to Dodger games, but I, I think if I told him those Yonics were coming, he he might uh, he might actually make it out there. But I want to transition to this, guys. Every week we have a villain of the week. I don't want to deny who the uh, the villain of the week is this week, and that is Craig Kimbrell. Uh, especially since I don't know if you guys saw the shade that Kenley Jansen was throwing on you. Instagram, and we're gonna see Kenley. We're going to see Kenley uh, this weekend. Uh, I, I mean, I, I find it really brave of Kenley to be throwing that kind of shade, especially toward, be, when they're going to face the Dodgers. What's you, that? What did I do? He said really brave. Oh, oh it's I genius. Think. See? It's, it's, it's genius. It's <laughs> It's genius. He didn't even realize it. Didn't even realize it. Look, I know the hatred for Kimbrell. I know he's not pitching well, but I just want to remind, I want to leave the Dodger fans with this. No pasa nada. The year the Dodgers won the World Series, Jansen struggled. And then what happened in the playoffs? They brought in Julio to finish games. They didn't allow Jansen. They didn't put him in a position. Do you guys honestly think that Dave Roberts and Friedman are going to throw Kimbrell out there down the stretch in games like this where if he's not pitching well? Don't you think? I mean, I, I know someone in the chat asked this earlier. We, uh, Babyface and I were at Dodger Stadium and Dustin May was throwing a bullpen session. If Dustin May is going to be healthy from everything we heard, Dustin May, Dave Roberts said Dustin May in September. If Dustin May starts pitching really well, I think he's going to be pitching out of the bullpen. If Kimbrell is still struggling, you don't think Dustin May might be an option to cut, to close games? Let me, let me play devil's advocate here with you, Juan, as a, as, a, uh, as, as a fan that is not trying to pretend like the sky is falling. Yes. What about if it's Craig Kimbrell just being unlucky? What, what no, if that's the case? I, I agree with you because you made this point, actually. I don't think he – you said this. He's not being hit hard. I think his issue is his control. He's given up too many, too many walks. He gives up a walk, and then you get a bloop single like that that turns into two runs. So I think that's the bad luck that you're referring to. Yeah. But my thing is, is like, it's June. You're right. going to need Kimbrel to help you get through the season. Now, if Kimbrell is pitching like this in September, if Kimbrell is pitching like this in the playoffs, I don't think Dave Roberts is going to keep throwing him out there. And we have proof of that because he didn't put Jansen out there. Yep. He went to Julio. He went with his hot pitcher. No, 100%. I, 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 and and I'll, I'll, I'll toss this to Alicia in a second, but I think it's, he's just, it's just been unlucky. He's not getting hit hard. And, yeah, does it, does it look – rough because he's i think he's what seven for eight or something like that in in those opportunities yeah looks rough but at the same time he's not going out there and laying a total egg you know what i mean it's just it's just it's location stuff it's it's you know the lack of uh, of innings the lack of all that stuff um you know but all things considered the two guys that are in the league currently that you'd want to be your closer on your big league staff are Kenley Jansen and Craig Kimbrell. Am I wrong? Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there might be some other closers that I would actually put ahead of those two guys. Right now? 
Oh yeah. Um, who is the Evan guy? Phillips? And when is Trinan coming back? No, 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 not on no, the no, Dodgers. No, no, no. I mean on other teams. Guys that throw gas. Uh, but when you look at can you stats? give me the list of the of the save leaders? I, I know that Jansen has a lot of saves. I think Jansen has about nineteen saves right now. He's killing it, Jansen. Is yeah, he is. Uh, but I'm saying, even overall, though Jock took him deep today, <laughs> I, I I figured at some point you would uh you would out get your one, uh, yeah you, you, you come <laughs> in with you come in high with the compliments and then you yeah. save the low hanging fruit. Look, for the all end. I'm saying, dude, is the guy went on Instagram sharing all those you know oh how we miss Jansen, but yet he would really complain that the Dodgers were booing him. So yeah. you just can't have it both ways, you know. You can't be like, I love the fans only when they love me, and when the fans are hard on me, screw the fans. I, I, I you can't have it both ways. Okay, so, but- so, so would you want to have hater? That's what I'm saying. So you'd want to have hater, or would, or I mean, because after hater, it goes. I mean, the ERAs even jump up. So it's it's kind of it's it's hater or no one. But let's be honest, they weren't going to go out and get hater. Yeah, so who who are the MLB save leaders right Hater, now? Hater, Taylor Rogers, Kenley Jansen, Jordan Romano, Emmanuel, uh, I think it's Class is how you say his last name, uh, and Liam Hendricks are your, your top six slash five. Wow, that's really interesting. That's what I'm saying. Out of all those guys, I mean, out of all those guys that I know I could have gone out and gotten in this offseason, Kenley, I mean, well, obviously we didn't know Kimbrell was available, but when you look at the hard stats, it's Kimbrell and Kenley, right? Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm saying. That, that's that's why. I mean, unless I knew I could go out and get Josh Hader, but you know what sort of package it's going to take to go get a Josh Hader. So do you give up all those assets for a potential rental for a year or two, or do you, you low risk high reward where you really only had to flip AJ Pollock, and and that's about it, right? Yeah, but I mean, we saw class this weekend with the Guardians. He's got some nasty movement yeah. on his pitches. But I mean, as far as established closers go. It's it's Kenley, Kimbrell, Hader, Liam Hendricks. That's kind of your 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 Mount Rushmore currently, right? Yeah. But and and are you going to be able to get two of those four? No. So you, you had one of them. The other one you maybe could have gotten, and obviously they were able to get him. So here here's the thing: if Jansen's on the Dodgers this year, uh-huh. Jansen's blown three saves with the Braves. Kimbrell has only blown one save. If if Jansen's with the Dodgers this year, do you think that Jansen doesn't blow three saves? You think Jansen blows less? Maybe he's perfect. I see what you did there with that play on words. Um, I I'm on I, a roll today. You are. You're killing it. Um, I think, honestly, overall, it could be either way. You could flip it, right? It could be the same situation because, again, the one thing you're not taking into account is, you know, Kenley. I mean, they have their injuries in Atlanta too, but they have a completely different dynamic. All that stuff. The expectations are different in Atlanta. All that. So, you know, it's hard to say. I, I, go ahead, Alicia. I don't want to necessarily throw it all on Kimbrel either because he hasn't been hit that hard. I think he's being unfairly critiqued, but go ahead. I, I lean more towards what you just said. I was just going to throw in a comment that I just feel like we're still in June. Yep. Kimbrel is here to get us to the end of the season. Guys are coming back. Uh, we don't know what the Dodgers are up to. They always come through i'm going to keep my faith in the dodgers organization that they know what they're doing do i wish we had never gotten rid of kenley yes but i understand the circumstances of how that went down it had to happen they could not they could not 
keep him with all that stuff that was going on with Bauer, the uncertainty, all of that. So just he's doing his job right now. Let's just keep cheering for him because he's still wearing the Dodger jersey. I don't think that booing helps, y'all. Stop booing our pitchers. It only gets them more mental. So And position players. Eddie Alvarez was unfairly booed this weekend. Yes, he I, was. That, yes, that wasn't was. chill. Um, and to Alicia's point, these dudes are doing their job, right? That's the, the As Tony said, it's the task at hand. And everything that we've heard from this clubhouse is all these guys know what the job is. And the job is to win a championship. That's That's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. And that's what they're shooting for. It's yeah. And, yeah. It's <laughs> and it's June. I mean, how many times have I said it? Talk to me after the All-Star break. Then if the, if the sky is falling, we can talk about it after the All-Star break. Absolutely. Okay, so we're up against it, Alonzo. I want to just recap our picks uh, from last week. Uh, so uh, you and Roger had the Dodgers going 5-1. and one. Mm-hmm. I and Alicia and I had the Dodgers going 4-2. and two. The Dodgers went 4-2. and two. So Alicia now... And I have taken the lead in our year-long competition on picks. We have a whopping four points. And then uh, Roger and Alonso are close behind with three each. So let's go for our predictions for next week. Uh, we're going to go three games against the Bravos of Atlanta. And then uh, three games against the Rockies of, Col- of Colorado. Uh, ladies first, Alicia. Alicia, what do you, what do you have for us? <laughs> I might be at one of those uh, games in Colorado. So, you know, it's funky out there. That The way the ball tra- – let's do uh, – we take two in Atlanta and two in Colorado. All right. So you come four and two again. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Alonzo? Uh, yeah, you know, she makes a great point. Colorado is a tough place to play, man. Like, I went and saw that series there last year. That ball flies. Um. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, and, and Sunday night game too with the Braves. So I'm gonna go two out of three with the Braves, and then I'm gonna go two out of three in Colorado as well. All right, four and two. And and we are aware how hot Atlanta is. Like, yes. Don't, don't come at me. I still think this is a great send off from Cincinnati to Atlanta. So I'm writing it. I'm writing it. Also, shout out to the homie Dale Murphy that will be there. Uh, Dale will not be cheering for the Dodgers, though. <laughs> so I agree with our boy Sports Empire. I, I think the Dodgers are going to go three and three. Uh, I think they're going to lose two out of three uh, to Atlanta, and and then uh, they will win uh, two out of three in Colorado. Okay. Babyface? Juan always a downer, so we'll go back to four, <laughs> four and two for the trip. All right. I'm the downer, even though I won last week and I had them going four and two. So, yes. okay. Well, that yes. week, that right. week it wasn't, it wasn't like your two and three pick a couple weeks ago. Because, again, I make my picks based on knowledge and not my heart. Emotionally oh. is what he does. He's lying. I'm definitely heart. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, Juan is lying to everyone, by the way, when he says what he says. He's lying. Uh, by the way, for all of you that are tuning in, uh, you're following, subscribed, all that good stuff, drop your uh, drop your predictions. We, we want to... We want to see what you guys think. If, if you're a Debbie Downer like Juan Ramirez is, and hey, uh, what? I'm getting support from Frank, and yeah. I'm getting support from Sports Empire. They're with me, three and three. Hey, I got, yeah. I, we got two people that are following Yeah, us you guys got some support, too, with four and two. So. Just because you're in the lead doesn't mean that, that, 
Yeah, just because you're in the lead doesn't mean that you uh, that you all of a sudden got to figure it out there, Juan. Sorry. And those of you that are on here, you I know you guys probably already follow us and you're already subscribed. You're getting the updates. Please help us spread the word. We got some giveaways uh, that are going to be coming out next week. We're going to do. We're going to have some. Hopefully, some uh, big news coming up about the All Star Game. So please just help us spread the word. Let people know about. Oh, I, I love you, Sports Empire. <laughs> I love you, Spence, uh, Sports Empire. Uh, he just said we stand with Juan. You're oh my boy. My You're my boy. But anyways, please, we'd appreciate it. Spread the word about the Bleed Lows podcast. Right. Have people subscribe to the YouTube channel. Have them subscribe to the podcast. We want to reward you guys for supporting us. And also for next week's episode that's going to drop on Monday. Is that right? Monday? Yeah, yeah we have a surprise. We have a surprise. So make surprise. sure. So make sure you're listening, subscribed, all that stuff, because there's a surprise in the surprise. I, it's weird. I know it's a weird tease. But it'll make a lot more sense if you're following us. And also, if you're not following there's us. Our- Twitters and our Instagram. Yeah, I was gonna say scrolling. Our, our and, twi- and for those asking what my handle is, it's right there. Dodgers beat, Dodgers beat. That's me. So yeah, follow us. Give us all a follow. We we all like to interact and do all that stuff. Uh, um, the uh, the Princess Delia also is is interactive Great. on her uh, on her socials. Uh, what were you gonna say, Alicia? I got a typo on that one. I have to uh, a correction. So uh, somebody Uh-oh. so Banda Maravillosa is from Los Angeles. But I thought their style of play was what I was just watching when I was in Mazatlan. So I mistakenly said Sinaloa. Please share with me uh, the love. They have a huge following. And their Facebook page from Dodger Stadium last Sunday at Viva is over 40, looks like 40,000 comments and views and stuff. So they got some love. And and thank you for sharing that with me. I'm, I'm always open to correct myself. Come at me. I could take it. No, it's- <laughs> We already had Jose Mota, if if you want to go back and check out one of our yeah, past episodes. He was on a few weeks ago. Uh, that was a good episode. But the one that's coming Monday, uh, it's a banger. So uh, so check it, wait for it. And then like Juan said, we got some big news that's in the works for the All-Star Game that we hope to announce here pretty soon and uh, and much more. So please follow us uh, as, as, uh, as uh, I, I, I forget the handle said, pump us up wherever you can. We appreciate all the love and the support. Because Thank obviously, you. if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have the guests that we have either. So that's that's where it's at. I don't stand with Juan. And on that <laughs> note, uh, Bet Online presented this episode of the podcast. Uh, they are our partners, and uh, and just head over to their website. It's BetOnline.ag. It's right above Juan's name there. Uh, use your mobile device, iPad, phone, whatever you got, and uh, if you sign up today, you will receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe, which is B L. EAV to get that bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Huge thanks to them for presenting this week's episode. Uh, from your boys Alonso y Juan and the Babyface Gimmick and the Sky Roger and Princess Delaye, we are the Bleed Los Podcast. We'll catch you down the road. Go Dodgers. Still don't stand with Juan. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.